Hey, what's up, guys and gals? Today on Jordan Mode, the the, the match, the cage match where I, I it's me against the world. Today I have Sarah Jury, not like Jerry Duty, but Jury, like Pure but Pure. What's up? Welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? Excellent. I'm I'm excited to be on your podcast. This is fun. This is exciting. Okay. So I guess to uh, start off, tell everyone about yourself. Sure. So my name is Sarah Jury, just like you mentioned. And um, I have been a teacher for almost 20 years. But most notably, um, I've been in the news because I was fired from my teaching job for starting an OnlyFans. So that happened. Um the end of June. And it's been interesting because now I kind of get to be a teacher, but on bigger platforms and be able to talk about really important conversations um, that I hope will be meaningful and healing for people. Okay. What do you teach? Currently? Yeah. Sex ed. I was teasing up more on my OnlyFans page. I've had a little bit of fun with the whole teacher kink and teacher fantasy that people have. Um, but on my Instagram page, I do mostly like little lessons. So in honor of you, Jordan, I did a little lesson on banana facts today. Wow. Thank you. It, yeah, it warms I, my I heart. I was excited. Yeah. Yeah. What was the fact? Is it very appealing? Yeah, it was. That was a good joke. But what was the fact? It's a teacher joke. Um, Bananas are actually berries, and a, when you pick up the bananas and you pick up the bunch, they are known as a hand, but one single banana is known as a finger, and bananas are the fourth uh, most consumed plant. Okay. Do you yourself consume bananas? You know, I'm not a huge banana fan. But I do like banana flavored um, treats. So I just bought some banana flavored um, marshmallow pies. Do you like bananas? Yes. I like the fruit. I think it's important I to distinguish between the flavor and the fruit. There are some good true. banana flavors like. Banana bread. Yes. Um, you like Laffy Taffy? Not really, to be no. honest. Yeah. What about those little banana uh, candies that are shaped and look like bananas? Oh, yeah. Those are terrible. No, I don't <laughs> like them. No. Yeah, pretty pretty artificial banana flavor. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I like the real thing. Like. Yeah. Me, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just like, I'm old fashioned. Okay. Call me old fashioned. Yeah. I prefer the real fruit the thing in my hand. And then yeah. how do you eat your bananas? Um, I typically just, I, I peel them from the big part, which I think I actually saw a trick that it's easier to peel from the bottom part. Um, and then I just, I usually just eat them whole, but you could slice them. You could put them in anything. I like a good 
like a southern banana pudding. So mm -hmm. um, that would probably be my favorite way to eat a banana, but probably not the healthiest. But it's good. So I'll, I'll agree with you on banana yeah. pudding. However, banana Laffy Taffy is going out the window. We don't. Yeah. That's I, I cannot that's stand no. that. No, it's a hard no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we can't recommend that artificial flavor. Yeah, absolutely not. So, so why did I, I have a funny, uh, a funny connection to that banana costume because um, early in my teaching career, I got out of the traditional classroom pretty quickly uh, within my first year of teaching, which is like um, pretty on trend with statistics. Most new teachers leave the traditional classroom within three years. Um, but I actually got uh, started teaching in informal education. So my first big teaching career was working for a local hospital. They had a it was kind of um, a hybrid of a children's museum and a health education center. So I actually taught health education. And one of the things that we did was uh, dress up in banana and carrot costumes. So okay. I feel like this is a little throwback to the beginning of my teaching days when uh, we would have fun doing that. Do you miss those days? You know, I have a lot of really fond memories of that job. It was such a fun and playful job and um, a culture that really uh, promoted and encouraged lots of creativity in the classroom. So we had a lot of fun. Um, I had a lot of fun teaching at that job for sure. Yeah. Okay. And how long ago was that? That one was pretty long ago. Um, I taught there, I think, eight years, and um, I left around the time my twins were born, and that was like 10 years ago. So, I mean, we're talking like 18 years. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I don't look that old, but it's true. Do, okay. So, that's another topic. What do people guess, your, like, your age, do you think? Um. You know what was hilarious? Like being a teacher, um, kids would give you wild numbers as because they always wanted to know how old you were. And so I would get like everything crazy from like, you know, 16, 21. And then, you know, sometimes the like bad kids just want to get you going. So they'd say some crazy number like 60 or something, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, so that's funny. And also I think when you're a kid, you like there, you don't really have a concept of age, like anyone older than high school age is really, really old and ancient. <laughs> so, um, I would always tell the kids that, um, told me I looked like 20 or 21, that they were my favorite student. Just wait until I say this. You look 45. You're skating on thin ice. You would not be. Uh, <laughs> I would be moving your your desk to the back of the classroom, Jordan. You didn't expect that one, did you? Huh? <laughs> no, I didn't. I know now. I know that you're the you're the bad kid in class. No, I'm almost forty one though, so that's pretty close. Okay, but I wasn't far yeah, off. I mean, 
no, but you don't want to, you know, give people additional years. <laughs> right. Always, always guess younger because it'll make, you know, it'll make a lady feel a little better about herself. Yeah, but I like to live life on the edge. I can tell you're wild. Yeah. Like you've got this wild side, which I love. I, I also clearly, I mean, like to test the boundaries and do things a little different and unconventional. So, right, right. Cause it's, it's boring conforming to be with everyone else yes for your own is you have to you have to be like a trailblazer and you have to you you have to experience those moments in life that remind you that you're you're alive and that you're here for for something more than just the mundane i think the mundane that'll age people and that'll that'll kill you faster than anything Oh, that's a question. Would you rather live a short, boring life or wait? No, I mean a short, yeah. eventful life or a long, boring life? Short and eventful, of course. Why? At least it was it was meaningful. I think because um, I think we're all here to have the most brilliant and moving experiences. Um, and I think somehow in our culture, we've kind of been trained to accept the whole like um, work and sleep and eat routine. Um, and I think for most people that feels very stifling and you feel like you're missing out on those really important moments that make you uh, feel happy and excited to, to be human. There's so much to explore and be curious about and and different experiences I still want to have. So, yeah, I I would go the same. Yeah, I feel like joy is um, something that you really have to pursue. You can't yeah. just wait around for joy to find you. You have to be joy. You have to um, seek it out. So, yeah, you think it's FOMO? I think so. I think, uh, especially with social media and stuff, when you get to see other people having these experiences that you wish you were having, um, when most of us are really kind of stuck in the the day to day routine that isn't that thrilling or exciting, for sure. I think it it circles back around to conformity. People are afraid to lead their own lives and to trailblaze. But yes, because they're set in their routines where they're comfortable and but they don't want to risk that being destroyed and have like their life be in shambles. So it's yes, like it's like I, this weird cycle. It is. And I understand people clinging to things that are comfortable. I mean, I've certainly done that in my life. I stayed in a marriage longer than I should have. Um, I clearly started an OnlyFans page more as an entrepreneurial um, endeavor to get out of the poverty cycle I was in as a teacher. Um, but as that life became dismantled in the past month, um, so many new and exciting opportunities for me have emerged. So it's kind of like, knowing that sometimes the miracle is on the other side of your life being dismantled um, and 
just kind of going on the adventure <laughs> where where your life is going to lead because um no risk no reward no yeah that's exactly it no risk no reward and you you never know if like what opportunities will arise if you don't try at all so definitely yeah try. i was wondering about you and how you started your podcast oh was it was it kind of out of um, wanting to have a platform for yourself to do something new and different, or uh, were there some other uh, motives that kind of had you start that? Because that's a that's a brave thing to do, right? So the answer will probably shock you in the way that it's not really that interesting. So I had a I I did it because I was bored. Like I had a <laughs> yeah. few friends who had podcasts, and I thought that was like so cool. Yeah, I would listen to them in the car and be like, that's my friend. He's talking. He's talking to me, but but he can't listen. He can't hear me. You know, it's just a podcast. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I was like, you know, why don't I start a podcast? It, can, it can't be that hard. Little yeah. did I know it's one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. And um, I guess like I, when I first started, I was so nervous. You know, I didn't know what I was doing. But now I have somewhat semblance of what I'm doing you know I get to talk to people from all different walks of life and just have fun so I think that's what's kept me going just having fun really yeah yeah well and I think too like anytime you have a platform where you get to interact with people it gets to open your mind up to new and different ideas and new and different thoughts um and uh, all the different kind of cool people that are out there in the world that you haven't met yet. So, yeah, exactly. You get you interact with so many people. You get to know different thought processes, and you, with every each new person you talk to, you learn something new. You add it to your uh, repertoire of like ideas yeah. that helps with like confidence because like you've you've interacted with these people. You know how to talk to them now, and it like yes. you just. You don't get pressured or intimidated anymore, I feel like. Or at least I don't. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm just like, everyone's a person. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's like such a brilliant way for people to practice their public speaking skills, too, which is such um, like one of the, the number one biggest fears that people have is actually talking in front of people and uh, sharing their stories. So I think I think there's just so much. um value in technology that we can find in um, making our world more connected right yeah and also think it helps share that like that form that human connection because you know when you read the news or you you look at a social media post the tagline is something crazy and you you think why that person did that but then when you actually talk to them you actually sort of yeah understand you know why they did that or like you can understand their personality and stuff so i think it's important to have these conversations so judge only when you've had a personal experience with them because i i don't like yeah. judging based off of just like you don't know the person so it's like um when people hate on someone yet they never met them yeah i've never really <laughs> understood that so until you have that conversation with them, I feel like then you can make an accurate like judgment. 
Yeah, I think that's so profound. And I think especially from with my story, really kind of getting bullied in the media, portrayed in ways that really aren't um, in alignment with my truth um, or who I really am and whom and my values. Um, I definitely experienced that. I experienced people fabricating stories about me. I got to be on the receiving end of, of really like the, the social media bullying, the cancel culture type thing. And, I, you know, I believe that every person has a story that would break your heart. So um, I really appreciate um, the empathy that you're portraying because uh, we're all human. We're all trying to do our best and we're all trying to um build the most beautiful lives for ourselves that we can. Uh, and we've all had to overcome a lot of difficulties. Nobody's immune to the human experience and nobody's immune to suffering. Yeah. And I think, I mean, just like you said, we're all human. No one's perfect. You know, I mean, we all do crazy shit. Like, like pe- <laughs> it's like, I never understood how people can judge others off the internet and like, think this is like our real selves. Like, you don't yes. know me. You don't. You haven't talked to me. You haven't spoken to me. You just have this idea, yes. this image of me that I post myself on social media or whatever. You know, it's like if you really yeah. talk to me, I would I would be quiet. Like I, if I did not have this on, I'm not as talkative. Like, like I swear, because of this podcast, I have yeah. to talk. I have to speak. Yeah. But, Are you, know, you more introverted then? Yeah. Were you like the quiet kid in school? Yeah, I was. I was always the, the yeah. quiet guy, always thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's awesome. I think it's it's so good for our own personal development when we're able to do things that are outside of our comfort zone, because that's how we get to grow. And as you mentioned, like growing confidence as a person. So I'm proud of you. Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> You're <Wow>. welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you mentioned that you started OnlyFans for mm-hmm. entre- entrepreneurial reasons. Yeah. For money. Yes. Mm-hmm. And why why was that? Can you elaborate on that? Sure. Yeah. So um I found myself after a 13-year marriage um as a single mom to twins. And um I was a single mom on a teacher salary. My paycheck was $1,600 and my rent was $1,100. So uh, you know that we're talking math, not magic. (laughs) And I actually um, tried many side hustles. I did teeth whitening. I purchased sublimation equipment and taught myself how to sublimate onto um, shirts and tumblers and mugs. I did some design work and logo work. Um, I did reading tutoring on the side. I actually have lost a lot of weight myself. So I do, I did keto coaching and got my certificate in group exercise. But even though I was working all these extra side jobs, I just kept, uh, getting further and further in this poverty cycle and there was no way out. And my hard work wasn't really, um, reflecting in my financial situation. I didn't get uh, health insurance at work and I only got a raise every three years. So even though I loved the job, everyone knows that teaching is like notorious for just not 
paying well. It's just not a high paying job. And um, so I was doing all these side hustles. And I had a local friend in the area who started an OnlyFans page. And she was like, hey, um, I'm mentoring women on how to start an OnlyFans page. And at that point, she had made $10,000 that month. And, you know, that was more than three times my teaching salary. (laughs) So in my mind, I was like, hey, if if I can start an OnlyFans, I could pay my um, credit card off. I could I had so much credit card debt that I had to sell my car back to the bank. So I wanted to buy my car back. So really, that was what happened was that I was looking more for a, a way to empower myself financially. That was really the driving force of starting the page for myself. Okay. And so how long ago did you start it? So I started my page. I had like a two week break off of the teaching school year. And so I probably started it like mid June um, because it takes a little while to get your account. Like they do a lot of verification for the site, actually. Um, So I got my uh, page up and going and then I had to go back to work for like three weeks to run a summer camp. And then I was going to have all of July off of work. So my plan was during my month of July off work to really put some effort and energy into my page and see how much income I was going to be able to produce before I went back to teaching um, because I was hopeful that um, I could just do the teaching job for fun because I loved it and um, the income from teaching would just be, you know, like play money or (laughs) something fun instead of my whole primary source of income to to provide for myself and my two kids. You were fired from your job. Yes. Yes. Why? Okay, so this is where the story like gets crazy. There is a blogger in my city and this particular person um is like a right wing conservative and he is not a journalist. He was fired from every like legitimate journalist uh, job in the area, but he hosts this right wing blogging site and he uses it to like attack private citizens in the community. He tries to get people fired and his ex wife was a teacher. So he has this, real personal vendetta against teachers in the area. He's always writing these crazy fabricated stories about teachers. A friend of mine, her boyfriend, uh, had the the tag Black Lives Matter on his Facebook page. And he was a teacher and he tried getting him fired, wrote this crazy article about him uh, as well. And um Right now, he's trying to get a local band teacher at the high school fired because he's gay. So this guy just has this um, hate blog where he tries to ruin people's lives. Well, he found out that I had an OnlyFans page. And um, not only did he um, email my job, but he wrote these like crazy articles about me um, and he stole 
nude photos from my OnlyFans page and illegally distributed them um, as clickbait for the article. Um, so that's kind of the long and short of it. He posted my termination letter. He made fun of me for trying to get a protective order against him for harassment. This guy has really taken a public platform to, to try to bully and humiliate me. Um, and it's interesting because about a week before I got fired and before I went on break for my summer break, um, my boss, my coworker and I were sitting in the office and we were having a conversation about OnlyFans. And my coworker had mentioned that her husband had gone to North Carolina for a bachelor party and um, they had a stripper there and the stripper charged like $600 just to show up, not even tips or anything. So we were all like, whoa, that's a lot of money, you know, and it is for teachers. Um, and so she was kind of joking in jest about an OnlyFans page. And she was like, yeah, I really should start an OnlyFans page. And then she said, but I'd be too nervous. I'd probably just have my husband do it first because gay men love him. And then my boss said, yeah, you should sell your panties on OnlyFans. So in my head, my boss is like, cool with OnlyFans, like literally telling his staff members to sell their panties on OnlyFans. And um, so like in my mind, that was kind of the temperature check as far as like, would work be cool with this or not? I mean, I taught field trips, you know? So um, yeah, my boss said, sell your panties on OnlyFans. In my mind, I was like, check, great. Over July, I'm gonna um, maybe sell some panties on OnlyFans for some extra money. But okay. After that blogger had notified work, it was actually his boss that got, um, he was one of the people that was either got the email or was alerted of the email. And um, then within 24 hours, I was fired. But uh, my boss cried the day I was fired, but he never spoke up and said, hey, we actually had this conversation in the office. I told her to sell her panties on OnlyFans. Uh, so I would say that I feel pretty disappointed about that. Um, because honestly, what I was doing after work off the clock privately, um, I don't really feel like was my employer's business anyway. Um, I had the OnlyFans when I taught summer camps and my boss sent out a text about how great and awesome summer camps were. So, I mean, clearly it didn't affect my ability to be a, te a professional teacher in the classroom. Right. Okay. Yes. Well, and we kind of had like more of a liberal, relaxed culture at work because one of my coworkers is ill. So she primarily worked from home. And so it was like me, my, the other teacher, and my boss. So it was just like the three of us that worked there together. So you can imagine that uh, we had a pretty close knit staff. <laughs> it was just three of us. Um, yeah. So I felt like that was, that was pretty crazy. And um, 
There, there were some other things like I worked at a military facility actually. And, um, during my time there, I was pretty sexually exploited, um, as a civilian teacher, there was a soldier who harassed and stalked me for several years. I had to get a protective order against him. And um, the, the military never did anything to enforce that protective order at work. So he was still able to work. It didn't affect his employment at all. Um, I wasn't able to take the trash out by myself because he would follow me to the dumpster. And there was um, a high-ranking official that came to the program. We did a photo op with him, and he, like, touched me inappropriately (laughs) during the photo op. We had different um, military staff members that would stand over the balcony and stare down at me and the kids. So I find it a little ironic that they were all okay with the sexual exploitation that I endured working at the facility as long as I stayed quiet about it and um, didn't speak up for myself about, you know, the ways that I was sexually exploited. And um, additionally, I, as I mentioned, uh, I got a divorce about five years ago. I've been single. And um, if you know anything about dating sites and you know anything about the hookup culture that our crazy society promotes and accepts, it's just really ironic because I am a celibate woman. And uh, most of my five years being single, I have been celibate. Um, I'm still celibate being on OnlyFans. And, um, you know, this is a good opportunity for me to actually talk about the importance of having a platform like OnlyFans because um, virtual sex is the safest sex that people can have. (laughs) And uh, unlike being on dating sites where, um, you know, oftentimes women get used for hookups. Now on OnlyFans, I get to be empowered and actually make money on that sexual exploitation that I've endured the last decade of my life. So it's interesting. I have a very interesting story and a lot to to say about um, what happened to me being fired as a teacher. What is the next step? Well, actually, um, that blogger, because he used my nude photos as clickbait, um, I got picked up by some more um, media outlets, and it actually grew my OnlyFans page from 100 fans to over 4,000 fans, and I was actually in the top 0.65% of content producers, Uh, so I want to thank him for... uh, (laughs) Uh, helping me make a lot of money on OnlyFans. And uh, since then, I've gotten a PR team and we're working on um, doing different media outlets. I actually have an article that's going to be coming out in some, uh, we want to have my story come out in more uh, media outlets. And um, to be honest, I would like to earn a million dollars on that uh, platform. So that's my goal. <laughs> it's up from here. Yeah, yeah. Wait, you said zero point six five percent. So that's like yeah. That's like top top. Yeah, I was like I broke the top one percent of of um uh content 
makers on OnlyFans. So they, uh, when you're on your page, you can see where you rank compared to all the content makers. Um, so it's exciting to know that like I can have a real run at um, creating a, a unlimited income source for myself. So it's exciting. There's a lot of like positive things that uh, I think are going to come out of this. And uh, mostly I just get to be affirming to people and um, get to kind of show who I really am and what I stand for and uh, just let people know that I'm blessed and unstoppable. Are you trying to become the number one? Um, well, you know, you know, the girl from the Dr. Phil show, the Hash Me Outside girl. Oh, yeah. She makes $50 million on OnlyFans. Five zero. A month? Million. A year. Yeah. But oh. um, most of the top, top earners are like famous, you know, like the famous people or their social media famous. So yeah. that's kind of my goal is to uh, capitalize on being famous as the sexy teacher that was fired for an OnlyFans. I thought the genre I was going to be in on OnlyFans was going to be the MILF category. Uh -huh. But uh, <laughs> that teacher fantasy for people is like real and it runs really deep. So um, most teachers that are on the platform, they're not pu public about it or they'll hide their face because they're afraid of getting fired like I was. Um, but now since I'm fired and everyone knows, I get to like be open about it. I get to promote it and I get to be the um, sexy teacher that people get to have the fantasy with. So um, it's exciting to be able to find my niche. Who do you think is is a subscriber of yours? If we're being, who do I think? Or like, who do you do you think it's? Because like it's it's obviously people with teacher fantasy, but yeah, but who? Like, <laughs> like well, a lot of the people that came to my page came from hearing about me in the media. Um, but I would say like most people that are on the page are people that are looking for connection of some sort. Most of my money that I make is actually made in the DMs. So it's a it's an interactive platform and a lot of the conversations don't have anything to do with sex at all. Sometimes it's just about everyday life or they uh -huh. are offering a lot of like support and encouragement because they felt like what happened to me was wrong. So I think it's kind of a mixed bag um, as far as like who who's on there um, because a lot of people like they, they want to stay anonymous. Um, right. But it's interesting. I, I've learned a lot. <laughs> you know, sometimes as a teacher, you teach people new things. And uh, sometimes people teach you new stuff. So I've learned a lot in OnlyFans for sure. Has anyone ever like DM'd you for help in like math or, you know, Pythagorean theorem or anything of that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I am not much of a math teacher. Um, no, but I will say that, you know, in our culture, um, people really struggle with some mental health issues. 
Okay. And so there are people that, because I'm like a very kind and positive and nurturing person, um, have shared some of their mental health struggles with me. So that I feel is like a very sacred thing that I think, especially men, we don't really, we don't really make it easy or we're not supportive of them sharing their struggles or sharing their emotions. So I think, you know, people want a place to be able to do that. Um, So that's what I would say is like being on OnlyFans, there's a lot more layers to it than people think because they're not on there. They're not experiencing the conversation. Just like on a podcast, you know, when you interact with people, you're going to learn so many different things and, and hear their stories too. Same thing. I just do it privately on that site in the DM. Okay. So what is the weirdest like interaction you've ever had? Um, what's the weirdest? Um, you know, I, I'll tell you what I think caught me by surprise. Um, so we have this whole culture um, where men send dick pics, right? I can say that word. Yeah. Okay. So, like, even being on dating sites, I would I would get these pictures like unsolicited at times. Men love them. It's just it's interesting to me that men can send those pictures and they're not considered pornography, and men don't get fired from their jobs. But I did for sharing my naked body. But that's a different issue. Um, so when I got on OnlyFans, um, I was surprised that men like to send pictures, um, dick pics, for me to rate them. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was surprised. That, like, I was like, what? I thought it was a joke at first, but no, this is like very common. Um, so one of my fans actually had a really fun and playful idea for me. He was like, Hey, I want you to do a rating for me. And I get paid for this, which is like the awesome part, you know, it's like very empowering. So he was like, Hey, I want you to do a rating for me. But since you're a teacher, could you put it in a report card? So I went and like mocked up a fun, sexy report card, you know, with a sexy picture of myself. It's funny. Like it's, it's awesome. And then that's what I do. Um, which is, so it's kind of one of these things that I just had to accept like, okay, this is a brand new adventure and have fun with it. Be playful with it. Um, I think people are just way too uptight about that idea of sex and shaming people for sex. And it, listen, it's a virtual platform, <laughs> you know, it's, um, it's, it's fun. It's fantasy. So I get to kind of have some fun with it myself too. What'd you rate it? Um, <laughs> well, I've done, I've done quite a few, so, um, they're all very different. They're all very different. It's like apples to oranges. Um, I, I get it. Or bananas to eggplants. You know. You could say that. You could, Yeah. I guess you could describe it yeah. that way. Yeah. 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 
yeah, so that was interesting for me. But the men love it. And I love it because it's like, you know, like when I was on the dating site, you just you got these pictures sent to you, even if you didn't even ask for it. Um, But now the same thing happens, but I get to have fun with it. And um, yeah, make a little report card up and make them feel good. And, uh, so it's, it's empowering. It's fun. Has anyone like, you know, instead of a dick pic, right? Has anyone yeah. took a picture of their elbow or like finger <laughs> or, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> ear. Or yeah. Something. You know, rate this. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. No, but you know, lots of people like feet. That really is a true like fetish. Um, so I've learned a lot about like feet that people have. Um, some people really love feet. So, what do you think of those people? I think for me, it's like it's a fun way to explore a fetish or a kink in a safe way, in a non-judgmental way. Um, so unless somebody asks me for something that I wouldn't feel comfortable doing. I think it's great. Have fun with it. Explore. You're not hurting anyone. Um, I actually have a couple people on my page who are cross-dressers and they'll send me pictures dressed up and then I'll rate their lingerie and tell them, you know, how cute they look. And it's fun. It's just, it's, um, it's a, a playful, safe, and private way for people to explore their sexuality, to express their sexual energy in ways that aren't harmful to other people. And I think that um, with the right conversations and an open mind, um, a virtual sex platform like OnlyFans can be very, very healing and um, be a really great way for people to explore their, their, their sexuality. Yeah, it seems like they want the uh the connection. They want the the talk. They want the uh Yes. They want someone to yes. listen to them. And someone they want the friend. Yeah. They want a friend. Yes, a more interactive experience. You yeah. know where there's like a real person on the other side and um and I will say that the fans I have on my page are so nice. They're nice, they're respectful. They're supportive. Um, I probably felt more respected um, on my OnlyFans platform than I ever did on a dating site. I think dating sites can be very predatory. And um, I think the hookup culture is way more harmful than a platform like OnlyFans. So that's my honest experience from that, which would probably be surprising to people. Why? Why do you think that? Um, because it's a transactional experience, the people that go to OnlyFans, like you, you have an understanding of why everyone's there, you know, where I feel like on a dating site, you have the opportunity to manipulate people to get a hook out, hook up out of them, you know. In our dating culture, there's some really bad habits that we've accepted, though, like ghosting people, standing people up, getting on dating sites when you're not really single, um, and, and pulling third parties into relationships that haven't been dissolved. Um, and then it gets tricky 
trying to be a single parent, trying to date because you're trying to find someone who's good for you, but would be a good role model for your kids. You know, I feel like there's more of an honesty on OnlyFans than there is on a dating site. How many fans do you have currently? I have almost 4,000. I started a subscription page and I just reached 100 fans on that page. Um, and my hope is to do it like another big media push and keep growing my page and I'm promoting my page for people to come and join. You know what you should do? You should what? actually you should actually teach sex education. Like you should like yeah. Host, I don't uh, know there, like class webinars or whatever if that's yeah. possible. Yeah, there is a term called J O I, which is like jerk off instructions. <laughs> so I did do one of those. I did do one of those, but that's like naughty teacher stuff. Um, <laughs> again, I think it's just taking the opportunity to have fun with it and um, be be playful with this idea of sex and sexuality and feel empowered as a woman, I think. Yeah. You shouldn't like host competitions of like... What kind? Like ratings? Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know how if they would be... They might be open to that. Like um, <laughs> put them against each other. Like... Um, what is it when you have like the um, teams that play to a bracket? I could do like a bracket system or something and see yeah. like which which uh, which penis at the end is the final winner. <laughs> ding ding ding! <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, think about they could it. Win a prize. Think about it. Yeah, I will. I I like ideas because um, it helps me set my page apart from other content makers as well. And um, I get to hear from the people on my page what sounds fun to them, how, how they want to engage with me and make, make my page a fun experience for them. So yeah, any ideas, I, I love it. But they're all like really super nice to me too. They like to give me, you know, ideas and some of them actually like custom stuff done so we should do giveaways like, to, like well i'm gonna need a sponsor for that uh, okay okay i love it i'd love to get to the, yeah i'd love to get to a point where this is like like a bigger thing um i'm excited i feel like there's a lot of potential here yeah. hear me out right so okay i want to know just make a movie like with a story like a like a plot and that that yeah. that's gonna set you apart right it could, yeah. You could uh, have it be on uh, on your life, or you could do some some something entirely different. You know, just uh, just make a movie. Yeah, I want to make a movie. There's so much more. Like I, I had no idea that my life was gonna take a turn like this. It's exciting, kind of like um, making me feel like I should just keep dreaming bigger for myself because. Um, the experiences are unlimited. Who knows where this is going to take me? Space. Going to take you to space. <laughs> well, I wouldn't mind hanging out with the stars. <laughs> yeah, say hi to Elon. I will. Yeah, I used to teach. Uh, actually, I used to teach STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math. 
And one of the things that I would talk to the kids about was the engineering design process and, and how failure is an integral part of the design process. And we would actually use SpaceX as an example um, of that. So, yeah, Elon, hook, hit me up. <laughs> yeah, Elon. Yeah, let's make a movie. <laughs> no, but yeah, let's yeah. make a movie. Let's go to space, baby. What if he gets this podcast? If he if he listens to this, I, Elon, what are you doing? <laughs> Work on getting to space. God damn. <laughs> like he's got the he's got the Tesla too. Yeah, I mean, whatever. But I mean, if Elon never failed, it's like you said, failure. If you don't fail, how are you gonna learn? How are you gonna adapt? How are you gonna do shit? Yep. You know, you're just can't. Yeah, you can't. You have to fail, no matter what in life. You have to take risks. If you yeah. want to be big, if you want to be successful. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. But I did. I, I took a risk. I didn't know how risky it was going to be. Would you, would you live on Mars? Speaking of that, if okay. I always, I would always ask my students, like, I mean, I have some people I'd like to send to Mars. Yeah. But would you want to live on Mars? Is it even inhabitable? Like, if it was, if there was some oxygen or something similar to oxygen there, that could that humans yeah. could live off of, or fuck it, like even put a a giant bubble around the planet or something. I I'd be down yeah. with it. I'd be like, yeah, I'm the, I'm one of the first few to be on Mars. Awesome. Yeah. Now I can well, uh, we build think, a house. We think we can get you there. We just don't know how to get you back. But how does that, that change? That, your... that, that, that's 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 not how this works. Okay, it can't. I think it is. <laughs> I don't know, but I think by 2020, he wanted to send people to Mars. So, you know, sometimes in your life, you have to kind of push your timelines back because um, things happen and things aren't always as easy as you hoped they would be. The scariest thing is that while you're on the way to Mars, who knows how long that's going to take? Nine months. That's that right there. There's nine months away it's gone on earth nine months yeah. has just passed and like yeah. you're just making it to mars like you're just there yeah. like yeah like dude i can't even do like a, a nine hour car ride yeah let alone That's nine terrible. months in a rocket i can't do it, it i i yeah. but you wanted adventure you wanted That's true i wanted That's true. i mean this would be like the biggest okay but here's the thing right what is the stakes are high, right? I'm representing humanity. I am. This is. They're gonna look yeah. back on me if I succeed. If I live on Mars, right? If I yeah. If I manage to live nine months in that ship, and then and then go on Mars, and then who knows? But how would they even know? Since I won't be able to come back, and how? Like, would I record the whole thing? You know, cameras. Or, oh yeah, you know they put cameras on the Falcon Heavy, and there's rovers on Mars. Be have little rovers right. driving yeah, yeah. around, yeah, recording friend. you. Yeah, yeah. Right. I get. Yeah, I, I guess I'll be like the first vlogger on Mars. Yeah. Yeah. So, would you fly in the banana costume? Could you I put I, like I a, a helmet? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, with a helmet on, yeah. I mean, I'd be fine. Oh, okay. It's kind of kind of hot though, you know. So it would be, yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of things to figure out. 
So they should have a therapist. Life on Earth is hard enough. (laughs) Yeah, it is super hard enough on Earth. And I can't even imagine being on a rocket ship for with the seeing yeah. the same people over and over. You need a therapist at that point because your mental health yeah. is gonna go crazy. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go just, insane. Yeah, you put better put a therapist on board. But <laughs> that's that's just me. What about you? I I don't think so. I'm gonna have to pass. Um, I I feel like there's enough on Earth that I still want to experience. You know, I want to travel. And there, there's so many places on Earth that I haven't been to. So the space exploration for me, that was never the type of science that I got most into. Like, I wasn't really into planets and stuff like that. So, no, I'd say no. And I feel like, I feel like that would be something for younger, younger people. Yeah. I think just because they might be more open-minded to an experience like that. Like, like I feel like I have too much experience. Too many things have gone wrong in my life to, like, be open-minded about that. Like, giving, getting in an airplane is risky enough, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. Would you... But I hope he does. I mean, I think it's a cool endeavor. I mean, he's Elon Musk. The, the mere fact that he's trying to accomplish this we're we're learning and doing so much just in the pursuit of it. So I think it's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, that is true. He's holding a lot on his shoulders. So shout out to Elon for listening to this. Yeah. Come on the podcast. He is. He he yeah. might be. Like I feel like you never know. Weirder things have happened. Yeah, truth is stranger than fiction sometimes, I will admit. So Yeah. Some things like you you really wouldn't even have the imagination to make things up. Like even the last couple months of my life, I I couldn't have even predicted any of this. I couldn't have imagined it. Uh, <laughs> sometimes life is just a wild ride. Yeah, and there's nothing you can do except just look out the window. Yep. Enjoy and it. I feel like, like being on a roller coaster. Yeah, like just hang on for dear life. But, and just pray that it's all going to work out the the best way. Like, uh, just keep being a kind human. I think at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. Just be a kind human because um, everyone's experiences is brutal and beautiful as well. You know, everyone's going through something. Yeah. Yeah. Me and you, people, the fans. Everybody. Elon. I know. The fans. And Elon even, yeah. I mean, he he was um, linked to um, Amber Heard. So, you know, sometimes drama comes to you. Yeah, yeah. Whether you want it or not. Yeah. Follows you. Yeah. Even rich people aren't immune to, you know, crazy life experiences. Yeah. So... I, I feel like if I'm going to have the crazy life experiences, I should have the money to go with it. Like, it's rich yeah. people are people, too. They are. Yeah. I'm going I'm to dry my tears with those dollar bills. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to have a rap battle? Oh, um, I feel like I should have been better prepared for this. But um, would you go first? Yes. So that you could show... Like, you have to teach me how to do the rap battle, and then I'll see. I'm not really 
quick on my feet, so I'll have to I'll have to see how I, well I'm able to do. Okay, this has nothing to do with feet. So, to all you people listening with foot fetishes, it's <laughs> it's nothing to do with feet. So, okay. Well, tell them to go to my page then. All right. Okay. Sarah Jury, you belong in dairy duty. Your last name is a bunch of duty. A bunch of garbage. <laughs> you should honestly make a movie for your OnlyFans page. Okay? You used to teach a long while back. People who are over 40 would consider you a snack. <laughs> the hearts on the whiteboard, they look nice. It's too bad you don't entice anyone. Is that a lamp in the back? Or is that just some, some weird ornament? It's it's just like a like a crystal candle holder, little bling, little bling, bling bling, little okay, little bling bling. All right, well, I just ruined my whole rhyme scheme, okay? But just just understand, this whole thing is not a real interview. This is all just a dream. So we'll leave yeah, it at that. I believe it. Your turn. Okay. Um. Hmm. I never thought that I'd be talking to a banana. Fanta, 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 fanta. Bananas and eggplants. I'm going to have to get some breast implants. Dollar, dollar, dollar bills, y'all. <laughs> Go subscribe to my OnlyFans. Love, Miss Sarah. Yeah, okay. Anyway, uh, you ever been to jury duty? No, and I don't want to. Me neither. I don't want to. But now, like, I feel like you just spoke that, so I'm going to get some jury duty notice or something because the universe is probably like, yeah, you're right. You haven't, you haven't done your civic duty. Do you believe in karma? Yes. I'm like a very spiritual person, so um, I'm very big on things like law of attraction. And um, do you believe yeah. in karma? So I think yes and no. I think if you act nice toward everyone, everyone will treat you with respect. Okay, if you treat them with respect. But I think sometimes 